Hey everyone, it is Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We want to thank the following people for going to patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons and supporting our show. So a huge thank you to Derek Haynes. Dr. Jason Woods. Jamal Newman. Melanie Harker. Allison Keene. The one and only Sean Paul Ellis. And the amazing Dave Trumbor. Oh, thank you so much. Now, it might sound kind of weird that we are thanking some familiar people and ourselves in this list, but we want to let you listeners out there know that we are not just asking you to support us through Patreon. We are actually putting our hard-earned dollars uh, into the show as well. So we just want to say thank you to those who have supported. And for anyone who can't but would like to help that, help out the show in some way, feel free to share our Patreon page within your social media circles. It would really help a lot. So thank you, guys. We appreciate you going to patreon.com slash Cartoons to sponsor and support our podcast. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the Grand Line, I'll be your co-captain, Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, straight from Swabbing the Poop Deck, it's Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, Sean? Uh, David, David, David. I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing good. You knew there were pirate puns coming. Yeah. You had to. There had to have been. It's unavoidable with this show. And why would you want to avoid them? Exactly. That's why I love talking first, because there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, I'm pretty much trapped from the moment you open your mouth. Yeah, he tries talking me out of it at the beginning, but it doesn't work. It never works. I feel like I have to be on my best behavior, though, because it's not just you and me tonight. We have somebody else in the crew here with us. Uh, we do. We have uh, Alex Kazanis joining us, who is a DC improviser and artist and host of the One Piece podcast. Hey, uh, I would say co-host, but... Co-host. Yeah, uh, there's, but there's like five of us. That's okay. It's <laughs> like a we're, literal we're a cr- crew over there, yeah. Yeah, we've, we, we, uh, we are the One Piece podcast crew. That's what, that's what the folks at Funimation call it. Awesome. How long have you guys been doing this now? The podcast has been going since 2009. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and the reason that the podcast started was uh, to gain like more, uh, to help One Piece gain more popularity in the U.S. Because I think Funimation had just gotten the rights to the dub right. and uh, they wanted to cover it. And I didn't end up joining the podcast until maybe about a year and a half later after they started. Uh, I, was, okay. I, was the, uh, I was the head admin on a one piece fan site called arlongpark.net um and uh it's still going i've since been uh since you know i've, I've since left because uh, forums are a wretched hive of scum and villainy <laughs> <laughs> but uh they had me on and um i liked what they did and i just kept doing it and uh and here i am still doing it with them that's awesome yeah that's crazy so we're gonna take your like years of focused expertise on the one piece series and we're gonna distill it down to this one specific <laughs> episode that us idiots talked about and watched tonight uh, so obviously we're talking one piece tonight we did focus on one particular episode we're not gonna do an overarching thing was this mm-hmm. alex was this your suggestion so i went to twitter mm-hmm. and i asked my followers uh so uh if you were to show one piece to someone who has never watched it before what episode would it be and i gave a couple couple episodes that i like just googled and see what people thought as fan favorites and this one was the runner up but uh i decided to choose it because it i think it best exemplifies what one piece is really all about at the core of it and uh it has like a little bit of an origin story to it and it's it, it hits all the right beats i think 
for what One Piece really is. Yeah, it's interesting and, uh, because it is it is pretty early on in the going, so we don't have like the full cast of characters, but we do ha kind of have like the core folks yeah. in this thing. So it's it is kind of a nice introduction for people who have not watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it would be actually really hard to jump in later on in the series because there's since this is a serial, it's a long-running serial, right. there's a lot of context that you kind of need to know in order to fully enjoy what's going on, I think. Right. So uh, earlier is better when it comes to that kind of thing, I think. So I'll say I think you're 100% right, because this is my... Like, I know that you've obviously been watching One Piece for a while. Mm -hmm. Dave, I know that you've watched One Piece. This tonight was my first full episode of One Piece that I've ever watched. And I'm definitely interested in watching more. Cool. That's good to hear. You never know yeah, on this show. Sometimes it really poisons you, and you never want to come back to the well. But <laughs> it's good to hear that you want to check out some more. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you guys want to dive into this, I'm going to give our listeners out there who, like Sean, may have not been familiar with the show, a little bit of a background and some history on One Piece. So One Go Piece is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Eiichiro Oda, and that's still ongoing, as Alex mentioned. It has been serialized in Shueisha's uh, Weekly Shonen Jump magazine since 1997 with the chapters collected into 84 Tankoban volumes to date. As of November 2016, the manga has sold 406 million copies worldwide, making it the wow. best-selling manga series in history. The manga has been adopted into, or adapted into an anime series produced by Toei Animation, which began broadcasting in Japan in 1999, and has aired 778 episodes to date. Additionally, Toei has developed 13 animated feature films, one OVA, and 11 television specials. And again, just to keep this in mind, this is still ongoing. Uh, Alex mentioned earlier in like the pre-show that there may be about seventy percent done with the story, and that's just in the manga, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got the, a lot uh, to go. Yeah, the the TV animation is generally about a year behind the manga, which uh, yeah, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd rather I'd rather be further behind, honestly, because that way the episodes would have more, you know, more content. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, Sean, you want to take a stab at what the show is actually about? Now, it's difficult to distill, you know, 800 or so right, episodes right. down into a couple sentences. But so we're going to go we're going to go a thousand. Yeah, yeah. thousand mile high. Yeah. So one Piece follows the adventures of Monkey D. Luffy, a young man whose body gained the properties of rubber after unintentionally eating a devil fruit uh, with his crew of pirates named the Straw Hat Pirates. Luffy explores the Grand Line in search of the world's ultimate treasure known as One Piece in order to become the next King of the Pirates. Now, how, I mean, how would you guys expect me to know that plot without ever having watched the show before? It's almost like if there was like some way to deliver all that exposition, I don't know, how would you go about it? Uh, you mean like in a theme song? Oh, that'd maybe? be a great idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, you would definitely want to deliver and kind of encapsulate this entire story uh, from the beginning. Uh, and present it to somebody in a theme song. Now, we normally talk about theme songs to launch kind of into our discussions here. This, I think, in what, 148 episodes of our podcast, give or take, I think this is the first time we have three variations of the same theme song. Right. We normally have, like when we talk about a Japanese series or a foreign series, we normally have the native language, the native music, and then whatever bastardization we do here in America to make it like English language and then <laughs> pump up the... I mean, Dragon Ball Z is like a famous one. We haven't covered that on the show <laughs> yet, but to go from that theme to the American theme is just like a radical departure. Now, we actually have two different Americanized uh, English language versions, but 
I think we're going to start with the Japanese theme. So since Alex is our guest, I'd like to ask him, what is it about the Japanese theme song that really speaks to you? So uh, generally when it comes to anime theme songs, they hire a J-pop group right. or some other, you know, some other popular band to do a, a song for them just to release as a single. One Piece is, sort of carries on the tradition of old school anime where the theme song is developed specifically for the show. Yeah, so uh, this theme song called We Are, uh, it's composed by um, Koei Tanaka, the great, toy, uh, the great, the great, the great uh, Koei Tanaka, who also does the score for the series. Uh, he also did the score for, I think, Sailor Moon and um, G Gundam. Mm. Uh, so he composed it, and um, the song was written and performed by a, uh, the immortal uh, Hiroshi Kitadani. And I say that because in 20 years he hasn't aged. Like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it reminds me a whole lot of, like, uh, Makafushigi uh, Adventure, which is the, the original Dragon Ball theme, okay. or um, Tobe Gundamu, which is the original Gundam theme, where it's, it's, uh, it, it feels, it doesn't feel like J-pop or J-rocky or, like, of its time. It's, I think it's a timeless theme song because it sort of encapsulates what this series is just the how like the tempo of the song and i guess the lyrics so yeah uh i i love we are it's one of my favorite songs just in general now uh, now one of the things that we we always talk about here is that and that you kind of hit on was that we we have a lot of theme songs that are created specifically for just the theme song mm -hmm. we have a lot of times it's just sort of like eclipse from the first handful of episodes that were produced that are kind of all spliced together to show some action sequence. And then every once in a while, we have kind of a hybrid. Yeah. Uh, and I think the one thing that I loved about this was that you could, as I was watching this, I had to look it up and check and see and be like, are, is this any animation? This doesn't look like it would be animation that would be reused in anything. I love the fact that they were confident in what they were doing and said, like, we're, this is getting its own dedicated theme song. We want people to kind of have some of that exposition uh, up front, you know, because far too often we've had that problem, like where we'll we'll get into an anime and it's just a bunch of flashing lights with the J-pop soundtrack behind it, and you you enter into this show thinking like, well, I kind of know who the bad guys are because we saw them very like smash cut at the end, and they were in dark brooding clothing uh, with like red hair, and I know who the good guys are because they've got like really really light positive kind of upbeat colors. Uh, and, and so I have a sense of like good and evil, but I don't really have much of anything else as I'm, I'm getting ready to watch this other than over the last couple of weeks, uh, when we talked fully coolly, uh, you know, we, we were thankful that we had the pillows, mm -hmm. um, who oh, did the man. soundtrack. I know. Right. And so when we, when we did cowboy bebop, you know, we had the seatbelts. And so we had a lot of those. Uh, those really classic bands that were kind of filling in and providing some of that. But then every once in a while, we get kind of thrown a curveball where uh, I know in, in last month in March when we were doing Mecha March Madness, we had some weird theme songs that were, I forget which song it was, but it was like the, like the fingers, like the trembling fingers, like walking down your thigh or something like it was like, I, I feel they like were it was so, probably Gundam. Cause it sounds like it was probably hate, Gundam. So, yeah. uh, it was probably Zeta, Zeta Gundam. And so like, <laughs> it was one of those things that like, when we're watching it, we're just like this, this doesn't give you any idea what you're about to watch. So, I mean, this was great for the simple fact that we have complained about, but also at the same time praised like, the fact that it gave just enough exposition to kind of whet your appetite 
to be like, I, yeah, I know, I know what the what the ultimate goal is here. Uh, but then it's dedicated and really kind of draws you in because like there's so much action that's yeah. in this theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a guy like breakdancing on the deck <laughs> of a boat, and I was just like, that's kind of badass. Yeah, Luffy punches a sea monster in the face. Yeah. Oh my god, that is my favorite part. These sea monsters that come up <laughs> in this intro are bananas crazy and like that's actually what and this is weird because this drew me in immediately i was like these fucking sea monsters if they're not in like every episode and then we watch this episode and i'm sitting there just like oh i feel so vindicated right now like it was really like it is there's one that looks like it's a weird ostrich poodle and i was like yeah all right like just that kind of imagination of just like, yeah, you have sea monsters, but, like, what if these sea monsters were absolutely bananas crazy? Like, I, I love seeing, like, where they kind of created, obviously, you know, from, like, maps and from from people, you know, sailing seas yep. and stuff like that, all the way back to, like, the 13th and 14th century, like, you know, coming back with those, like, crazy maps that showed monsters of the ocean. Uh, this just had one of those things where you're just like, oh, these guys took it up to a new level where this is, these are bananas crazy things. I loved it. Yeah, and then launching off that point, what I think this theme song and the intro itself does really well is it sells you on the adventure. Like this, this mm-hmm. is a very adventurous at its heart story and tone and the characters are all very adventurous in, in varying ways for different reasons, but you get a sense of that in the theme song itself. Yes, the first kind of third or half of it is laying out exposition about there was this pirate king. He left his vast hordes of, of treasure in one place and people are rushing <laughs> to find that and becoming uh, the king of the pirates. And you're like, okay, cool. Got that exposition. Now let's go on an adventure. And they literally invite you. They're like, hey, come on, come along. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. I guess I'll go on this crazy pirate ride with a bunch of weirdos and a stretchy arm dude. I don't know what's happening, but I'm in for the adventure. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really fun song. It's very catchy. It gets to the point where it's almost like uh, it's just it's just something that you could just play pretty much at any time and like already be put in a better mood. Now, this is only the first of the three versions that we're talking about. Yeah. So I yeah. want to jump to the Funimation version next. I believe it's the Funimation version that <clears throat> did a rare thing where they kept the same they kept the same visuals, but they also kept the same tune. They just mm-hmm. changed the lyrics up and they they just made English lyrics. And I don't think that happens too often. No. uh one one uh one thing that they did as previously was with Yu Yu Hakusho, I think. Okay. They, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho did, did a similar thing where they translated that theme song, Smile Bomb. And I think the only uh, only one I can think off the top of my head is um is uh, Roroni Kenshin. Oh man, it's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, generally Funimation will do that uh occasionally. Uh, they they did that for the first maybe four four openings for One Piece, and then they just kind of kept the Japanese after because. Oh, interesting. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I like this one too, because it was like, it was the same tune, which was already great. I mean, it was a fantastic song. And then the, the English language lyrics like kept the same spirit of it and they didn't go goofy with it, which we'll talk about in a second. They, they kept the same spirit that they, they had that same feeling of adventure, that same sort of invitation to join these people on the journey. The only thing that ticked me off in this was uh, when they're talking to Gold Roger, he says, I left my treasure all in one place. And the title is One Piece, and it just drives me crazy that he says one place, but it's one piece. And I don't know why that has always bothered me, just because of my weird, like, ADD stuff. But honestly, that's the only <laughs> problem I have with the Funimation version. <laughs> However, there is yet another version, which is, like, legion in the number of versions that it itself has. There is the Four Kids theme song. <laughs> right. So why don't you let us know, Alex, what you think about this one? 
Okay, so uh, back when uh, One Piece was optioned for a dub for the very first time, uh, there were a couple companies that were raring to get their mitts on it, including uh, the Ocean Group, uh, you know, the you know Canadian group from Vancouver, um, Blue Water, uh, Funimation, and um, the one that ended up getting it was Four Kids, uh, known for Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, uh, Tokyo Mew Mew, I think was one of their yeah. properties. Um. And they're notorious for for butchering and censoring the crap out of out of anime to make it yeah. friendly to uh, to a much younger audience, so they can you know watch it on Saturday mornings and market the crap out of it. So uh, imagine my surprise when I was in <laughs> <laughs> the year is two thousand four. I am in college. I've been you know into One Piece for about two years at this point I'm like raring to go I'm like you know what maybe they'll do a pretty good job because I was reading some really good things about like how they're trying to keep it through the series yada 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 uh Saturday morning rolls around I turn on the TV and you get your you get your gold roger yeah, same, you know same, your, same intro yeah. yeah same intro I'm like okay all right I left it all in one piece okay that's kind of punny but whatever and then it launches into the one piece pirate rap oh no which um boy let me tell Listen, you, if I, you if you out there have already heard this and you know exactly what we're talking about and if you haven't boy are you in for a treat yeah look it up on youtube this instant if you haven't because yep. it is something to behold <laughs> uh naturally i mean i love it now because it's, it's it's so dumb and you know one piece has since gotten a much better dub but boy first time i saw that i was i was like what is going on <laughs> what is happening and my my friend who was watching it with me goes, "Is that show you like? Is this one piece?" Oh no! <laughs> it's like it's so bad that it is embarrassing to then admit that like you watched the show. A like, little bit. It's, a little bit. If somebody else in the room hears that, and this I speak from personal experience, if someone else in the room hears that and then they look at you like, "This is what you're watching," like it makes you yeah. feel bad. Like you have to go like into a closet and watch it somewhere in obscurity. It's that my bad of a rap. Yeah, my favorite thing about it is. That they put in so much information, like they reiterate, yeah. it's the name of the treasure in the Grand Line, like three times. That's what the One Piece is. They're going to the Grand Line. Uh, <laughs> yo ho ho! He took a bite of gum gum. <laughs> oh god! They literally have to list out like everybody's name, what their mm-hmm. attributes are, and what they're currently doing in the theme song. Like if yeah. somebody's like doctoring someone up, if somebody's making a meal, it's a it's a complete mess, and I love it. Now, Sean, I know this was like. We watched your like live reaction to this rap. So tell us your tell us your thoughts here on the uh, 4K Kids rap. Or 4Kids rap. I mean, yeah. it it's so it's one of those things that 100% should not work and should not be enjoyable to watch. But when you see it, you're just like, this is so dumb that it's enjoyable. <laughs> I mean, it, it's you. When, like, <laughs> it, I got it. It's <sighs> it's in your head too. Yeah, it's like stuck in my head and I mean it's definitely an earworm and it's just one of those things that like I'm going to it's going to be one of those things that like in the middle of the night like I'm just going to like just randomly be like yo ho ho he took a bite of gum gum every time and then cracks me up and it to the point of like crying (laughs) I can't I can't get through this thing without tearing up this is what I'm going to do the next time I'm having uh, a terrible horrible no good very bad day I'm going to say that out loud like in front of a mirror and see (laughs) if I don't just start smiling definitely will it it's like one of those things I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that this could become like a new positive thing in my, like, it's so bad that I think it could become a new positive mantra in my life. Yeah. 
in order to like talk me down from the ledge of like going and throwing a laptop across the room. I'd be like, yo ho ho, he took a bite of gum. Okay, I'm in a better mood now, guys. Through it without smiling. (laughs) So when when it had first hit the internet, uh, somebody I knew in the One Piece community, um, he was also into like street dancing, like break dancing and stuff like that. He took the song and made like a video yes. where it's just, just it all, it's just footage of people like, you know, break dancing and it's just <laughs> the backdrop is that song. And I wish I still had it. Oh, like I, I was going like, to say, like, we need to post that somewhere. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, it was amazing. I might, I might have it on a backup disc somewhere, but oh my God, it was, it was, it was perfect. Anything else now, on the uh, theme songs there? Any one of the three versions that we have before we jump to the next, next section? Just, I think we're good, right? Man, just go definitely listen to them. Listen to all three versions because go from the Japanese to the Funimation and then check out the rap because, boy. I, can, I mean, I can't wait to post these on Facebook for people to listen to. They're a lot of fun. They're a lot of just fun. Be like, guys, which is your favorite One Piece rap? That's true. <laughs> there are three multi- different versions. Multiple raps. <laughs> God. Okay, so I think that's about wraps it up for the theme song section. Like we said, you guys should go and definitely check those out and it'll be a delight. Uh, speaking of delight, we're going to talk about the animation style of One Piece, which is, I th- I'd, I'd like to call it iconic, because I honestly can't think of too many other cartoon shows or animes that, like, have this kind of style, and it's honestly one that I can't even really describe all that well. So, Alex, resident expert, what's your take on the animation style of One Piece, and how has that sort of evolved from the early days, you know, sort of where we watched this episode, up until more modern era? Yeah, wow. So, uh... <laughs> The One Piece art style is something that initially turns a lot of people off mm. because they're like, oh, this looks nothing like anime. Um, it actually is very European looking. If, if you ever like, look in, at European comics, like, like Belgian stuff, like Tintin yep. Or, yep. or Asterix. Asterix is a big, um, a, big, uh, is a big comparison to make, I'd say. Because um, the eyes, you know, the eyes, the, the eyes aren't like super huge. Instead, the mouths are super huge. Right. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people described um, the animation style as rubbery, which I think is funny. That's pretty uh, ironic, given yeah. the given the given the set of circumstances for our hero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, and the animation style over the last couple of years has changed mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, the show's been going on for almost twenty years now, uh, as it is, and because it's a long running Toei series, they try to do budget cuts here and there. So, uh, uh, in addition to trying to keep the show as close to Eiichiro Oda's artwork as, as possible, because over the last 20 years, his artwork has also changed slightly. Because hmm. uh, of budget cuts. Because. <laughs> <laughs> well. Cut the man's hands off. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, at this point, uh, you know, the, you, you'll see a lot more, in, in the current episodes, you'll see a lot more just like kind of stills hmm. uh, versus okay. actual animation happening or a lot more just talky, like talky scenes, you know. Uh, but the first, I would say the first like maybe 200 episodes uh, more than that, actually, of the anime are, are really solid in terms of just how everybody moves and uh, and and all that. Now, when you say that it's uh, a lot of just kind of like single frames, is it the the Dragon Ball Z style where it's sort of like they they pan up from like bottom to top, yeah, as like somebody's talking, so that they can prevent from actually animating like their mouth moving, uh, or they're in like a heroic pose and it just kind of is like a scroll. Sometimes, sometimes uh, in more recent memory, it's gotten to the point where action is happening and they'll use like a like a really? still of mm. like like this character breaking a wall and just using clever like zoom in and can't shaky cam shit to make it look like 
something actually happened. Really? That's really? almost more like a motion comic. That's really surprising that they're kind of doing that. But Oh, man. And that ties in well with what we had last week with Fully Cooley. And sort yeah. of the, the weird anime manga style that they jump into randomly, mm-hmm. like in the first and the sixth episode. Yeah, I mean, that thing was all over the map. Um, yeah. But at least but for this the... episode tonight, like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the thing about One Piece, though, is that after a while, like after maybe about the first 100 episodes, they started changing animation directors. Uh, okay. And yeah, and now they have different animation directors working on each subsequent episode. So next episode could look amazing, but this, this week's episode looks like crap. Like, that's huh. just how it's been for the last couple of years, uh, admittedly. I mean, is this something where, like, they've received... Because, I mean, that sounds like if it's been, admittedly, and it's been for a couple of years, do they get feedback from the fans about, like, hey, this person really kind of isn't pulling their weight in terms of their art direction? Uh, I'm not really sure about that. I uh, mean, but at the same time, like, it's, it's breaking records. Yeah. You know, every, every time a new episode uh, comes out or every time a new, new manga comes out. So at that point, they're probably just like, eh, we don't really care. <laughs> yeah uh one piece is heavily marketed in, in, in japan obviously being the you know top selling manga of all time uh, if you've ever like uh i went to japan like um 2010 okay yeah, everywhere uh naturally and um i was like a kid in a candy store obviously but uh that being said because you know there's so much demand for this there's going to be demand for it anyway right it's just how it works so they can crap out an episode yeah. and people will watch it anyway um the manga, though, I think has remained incredibly consistent. Okay. And if the story's there, then, then it's worth watching the show, I, I think, also. No, I agree. Yeah, so Sean, how about you? Like, how was your introduction? Since this is the first time you've watched this show, what was your sort of first reaction to this particular animation style? So it was, it was interesting because you said how it sort of is decidedly not um, very anime-ish. I kind of got, like, for me, it looked sort of like... Uh, somebody in America had attempted to make an anime with limited knowledge and idea of watching or appreciating anime in any way, shape or form. And was like, guess what? We'll just, we'll market it and we'll just slap a a thing on it and we'll throw it out there. And so from, but to your point, uh, it did really kind of uh, freak me out for a little bit because there are uh, the lips like the lips and the mouths in this show are, are very unique and very distinct. And it kind of, it threw me off for a little bit kind of watching it because, you know, we have some characters that just very thin, very thin lips and that's it. But then we have other characters that kind of have that like outline or that ring, like that weird Homer Simpson mouth, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, at parts. And I was just kind of like, what is that just like bad chap lips? <laughs> like what is going on there? And so it, it just, that kind of threw me off uh, a little bit. Just because I, I mean I've seen I've seen things that have been like that before, uh, and so I mean, it didn't seem like the style felt kind of like a weird Americanized anime, uh, in some sense, or even kind of what you mentioned, kind of like a we we were talking a little bit about Lupin, mm-hmm. uh, Lupin the Third. It kind of felt like it was sort of like a uh, like an evolution of that art style a little bit because they they had pretty consistent eyes that were in that like their bodies were sort of uh sort of the same shape or form that they had um but you know they didn't have the the weird exaggerated mouths and so that kind of felt like what the differentiator was uh in this sense and then uh i just love the fact that all these characters are just so brightly colored yeah the whole yeah. world you know too. just yeah. just the the entire design about this there's everything is so completely vibrant and exciting um you know from from zoro's from his the green 
right. uh, like the splashes of green that he has uh, to sort of like weirdly almost like the Americanized kind of red and blue colors that like Luffy has, um, you know, for, for everything. And then one of the characters, and we can get into this in our next section for Shanks, like I just, I'm biased. I just love the fact that this dude's a redhead, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like, around, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I, I love the fact that like we, like there was a lot of style and variety and it didn't feel like anybody was cookie cutter or copy pasted um, from just kind of like a basic mold. It felt like everybody that was in there, everybody in Shanks's crew, everybody else, just very distinct. Yeah. I mean, it's like when we watched all the Mecha series, there were some where it was like, you couldn't tell one from the next. Like you just had like a random kid in a, a private school and you'd be like, I have no idea of what anime this kid's from. He's like, <laughs> from like, everything. Yeah, or, possibly, or possibly Gundam. Uh, but the fact that like the, you could pick a character from here who you may have never met before and you just be like, ah, that's a One Piece character. Now that, for me, that was kind of a, a detrimental thing because as I watched more of these in the past, mm-hmm. I just never really fell in love with the art style. Some of it was just mm-hmm. like very like jarring and shocking at first. I was just kind of like, that's interesting. I don't know if I want to keep watching this though. Uh, but Alex, you had something to say? Yeah, uh... That's one thing that I love about One Piece are all the character designs. Every single character design is very unique. And even now with like 760 plus chapters, uh, there will be a character design that knocks me off of my, off, off my ass. Mm. Uh, and you can always, like you said, you can always tell if it's a One Piece character or not. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's uh, it being a detriment. Yeah, I guess that's your, that's your journey, man. But, uh, <laughs> but you was, know, I think it's the same it's, thing uh, with like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for me. Like once we started getting into some of that stuff, I was just kind of like, this is, this is not for me. Like just visually, I don't know if I can handle this kind of thing. Yeah. No, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, it, it just goes to show you what an imagination this guy has. Right. Like, it just, it just, blah, just vomits out imagination. It's a bad example of something, but <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's just like rainbow vomit. It's just yeah. rain, just very rainbow beautiful. It's like if that's, you I mean, were just excited my, about vomit. That's how I make my manga at home, though. That's how I DIY my manga inking and coloring. It's just <laughs> I eat a lot of Skittles, like a lot of Skittles. <laughs> oh God! And just vomit over everything. And it's not selling yet, but I think it'll catch on. It'll be. <sighs> but I don't know. It's just there's something about the style. Like I love watching Luffy when he's kind of in action. I love watching the way that they, you know, quite literally have to stretch a scene or stretch a camera lens to follow his, like, his, his fist or his foot or whatever happens to be stretching at that point. And I love how sort of, um, how he is animated. And everybody, every character has kind of their own signature style and the animation style and the camera lens that they use for that kind of matches it. Whether it's a villain who shows up for only like two seconds and like destroys a bar scene or whether it's, you know, your main protagonist. So I love the fact that everybody kind of has like a signature look to them. It's just for me personally, that, that style was never quite the attraction. Does that make sense? Hmm. Like I appreciate yeah. how unique and interesting it was. It just wasn't particularly attractive to me. But anything else from the animation style of this? I mean, you'll spot one piece from a mile away. So now, nah, I mean, we've been talking about these characters. I want to get into okay, them. Who do you want to get? Who do you want to start with there, bub? Because we, we meet a fair amount of people in this one. We don't spend a lot of time with everybody, but we meet a fair amount of people. Right. I, I, so I, I just, I kind of, so, I mean, Alex, you picked this episode because it kind of really does a great job giving some of Luffy's backstory. Um, you know, even, even the moments that we have, like, it, I'm kind of curious about the, the character development for Luffy. Like, he seems, 
he seems impulsive. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems, uh, you know, just kind of very sporadic at times. And, and, and the thing that, uh, as I was watching this and uh, in front of the show, Melanie Harker had, uh, had mentioned and explained to me um, sort of the, how, how deep his character, uh, his arc is and just sort of some of the things. Because, I mean, he's a pirate um, who, uh, who, when he was a child, was a good swimmer, was a great swimmer. And then he eats this, this devil's fruit uh, he now can't swim anymore. And so the, the idea of, of him being a pirate and being on the high seas all the time, but he can't swim, he'll sink, like creates an enormous dilemma for him, uh, presumably a lot of the time mm-hmm. that he's out there. And so I, I'm just kind of curious, like uh, just in terms of this, like how much evolution do we get in his character? Um, I mean, obviously 700 and something episodes and chapters that we have that are into this, but I mean, I'm just kind of curious to learn, like uh, how much I'm kind of curious to learn how much Luffy actually learns about like life in the world around him. So one thing that doesn't change with Luffy is his, uh, his impulsiveness. Okay. He's, uh, that, that's just who he is as a character. Like okay. he's very, I'm going to jump into this, uh, regardless of the danger, but uh, that being said, he does develop in a lot of other ways, and the crew that he collects is key to that. That's uh, that's really the most succinct way I can probably put that. Okay. Uh, you find out more about him as the series goes along uh, in his actions and what he does for his crew and for... Uh, the people that he meets along the way. Okay. Uh, I think the nice, yeah, oh, the nice thing about this particular episode is that this is the big, this is sort of like the Genesis of Luffy. This is his starting point. Uh, and it's also the fourth episode. So when you first, uh, if you go back and watch the first couple episodes, you'll just see Luffy as this, like, Oh, he seems kind of like an asshole. Like what's he doing? This very strange person. Uh, but it's not until this where you actually kind of get to see, I see this. Gotcha. Is, who, the kind of person that he used to be. Yeah, that's what I loved about this particular episode. I'm glad that you picked it because we get to see a lot about Luffy from his past and from his childhood and from the interactions he had with other people growing up. And we'll get to that a little bit in the plot. So honestly, we don't spend a lot of time with like adult Luffy here, but we do see that he, he, he does have that impetuous streak. He does have that kind of like just spontaneous, like I'm just going to launch myself after a bird and see what happens. <laughs> that does that is like evident we we get brief flashes of some other characters so zoro right we get mm-hmm, a we right. get a couple lines from zoro where he they're still trying to like feel each other out at this point it's essentially a, a two-man crew you got luffy and yeah. you got zoro and we still don't know a lot about zoro luffy tends to think that he's like bounty hunter zoro's like well that's not technically what i'd call myself but that's fine and he kind of slips a little bit of backstory but only like one line and that's it right the cool Mm -hmm. thing about him is we get to see that he's like physically capable of handling himself and like handling a situation uh as we see later on in the plot i think honestly for my money the best introduction here was nami and we don't even Mm -hmm. get her name so sean what what do you think about uh our introduction to nami ever so briefly Uh, yeah no i i just i definitely think that it was something where like she was a very cunning and kind of creative character um it was challenging because we have this whole framing story, um, you know, that's set in the present time of uh, Nami 
on her own ship, kind of swindling these three other pirates and stealing her or their ship in order to to kind of get away from a perilous situation that she's been put in. Um, plus, we we have uh, Luffy and Zoro who are together, and so that's kind of the the main framing story that we have, and we we get very little of it. Um, yeah, the, the which cool is, thing. Yeah, the cool thing about like the Nami section was like it seemed like it was just going to be a one-off thing that didn't connect to anything. And it ends up at the, at the end of the episode comes back and, right. and connects to like, not only to, to Luffy's story, but like it connects to where they're going from here too. Which was right. Cool. I mean, when it, when it buttons at the end, it yeah. was really satisfying to kind of see that all kind of come together. Yeah. And then um, knowing where it goes from there is, is also pretty cool too. So it's like, it feels like there's just not a wasted frame in the show, which is nice right. because it's pretty rare with a lot of the garbage that we watch. There's a lot of wasted frames from beginning <laughs> to end. And this seems like everything, it seems like it could just be like a fun gag or a funny joke, but it connects to everything else along the way. It, um, it was interesting. She definitely seemed like a character. Nami seemed like a character that like you wouldn't really want to initially trust right out the gate. Yeah. And so kind of seeing this, her reaction and how she kind of treats these other people, I'm kind of just like, I wonder how the crew kind of incorporates her into the mix. I know that she's obviously a major character uh, in this show. And so for me, I was just like, well, it seems like this person is cunning, mischievous, and a little bit deceitful. Uh, how does that kind of round out and kind of help and assist somebody who is uh, very spontaneous and, and kind of petulant at, at times? Um, and how does it also correspond with somebody who's like completely mysterious and doesn't really communicate uh, what's on his business card? Yeah, but, but what a great uh, or at least what that job title is. What a great introduction yeah. to her character because it seems like they, these other pirates kind of treat her as like a damsel in distress. So you just think that, oh, she's going to be like somebody who needs help and she completely flips the script on them. So before we jump into the plot, which it seems like we're kind of dancing around here, I wanted to ask Alex, what was it like for this episode going back, you know, 777 oh, yeah. episodes? What was it like going back to sort of like the beginning where you don't know anything about any of these characters? What was it like to see them in that element? Ah, oh, man, it's so nostalgic. Um... Whenever I go back, I usually reread it. And uh, this particular episode, the, the flashback, that's the first chapter of One Piece. Oh, cool. It just starts off with that. And then, and then at the end of that chapter, you see Luffy sock the, uh, the sea monster in the face like from the opening. Okay. To show, like, oh, this is Luffy 10 years later. Here he is. Uh, I forgot about the framing device completely mm. um, when I went back to this episode. And it really is satisfying. Yeah. Uh, you do get a nice bookend with Nami's, uh, Nami's little arc here. And uh, you get a little introduction to who Zoro is, kind of, and what kind of a person Luffy is, and how completely screwed they are that neither of them <laughs> have navigational <laughs> skills whatsoever. Yeah, they're, uh, they're like quite literally just adrift in the open ocean, and neither of them knows yeah. what to do or yeah. where they're going. Yeah. But then you have this little drama uh, right before the flashback. Oh, the hat. And um, feel free to and feel free it, to jump right into that because we've already kind of talked about the introduction of Nami with these other pirates that she kind of dupes into taking their boat. So what dovetail right into uh, what's going on with Luffy and Zoro on their boat? Yeah, so they're uh, they're setting sail from from Shellstown. Uh, Luffy had just recruited Zoro to be on his crew, and they're kind of aimlessly wandering. Uh, Luffy has no idea where to go, and Zoro's like, "Isn't it weird?" <laughs> <laughs> That for a person who's going to be king of the pirates, you have absolutely no uh, navigational chutzpah. And, <laughs> and Luffy's like, well, what about you? You just kind of, you're a pirate hunter, right? And he's like, well, no, but I got lost. And basically, he, Zoro, roundabout way, tell, tells him, you know, I'm in search of a man 
because I'm a mysterious character. But then <laughs> I got lost at sea, so uh, they have a little bit of an altercation, uh, and Luffy's hat flies off of his head, and there's this really neat moment where they're kind of chasing the hat in slow motion, and as soon as Zoro grabs it, it does this really awesome transition to uh, Shanks putting on the hat. Right. Shanks is Luffy's mentor, uh, so to speak. Uh, you see him very briefly in the opening, and you're like, oh, is that his dad? Because right. they have the same eyes. Like it's, it's kind of, right. That's same build. That was my initial. Uh, and well, yeah. the second thing I thought that it was maybe like a take your son to work day <laughs> scenario. Because <laughs> I was like, it's just a dad sitting at a bar <laughs> drinking. Yeah. And he's got his kid next to him. And I was like, and they, they do. They do kind of have mm-hmm. a, a similar appearance. And so I was like, well, this sort of makes sense. You know? And it turns out that like his mother is working at that bar. Oh, that's not his mom. That's not his mom? No. I was what? trying to figure out how she fit in. I didn't research. Uh, what, what's how her does... name? Misinko? Mi, mi uh, Makino. Makino. Yeah, she just owns the bar. She's not Luffy's mom. Who? Take that, Then Sean. he's just a random kid in a bar. Yeah. Yeah, he's he a bar He hangs kid. out with pirates. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is... The best life ever for a kid? Is that what you were going to say? Well, I mean, like, it just seems like these kids just run around all carefree yeah. in this town. Um, you know, it, it's, it's going to lead to disaster Look, at some point, which it kind of does. He's in a bar with pirates and bandits. He's drinking juice and he's eating devil fruit. Like, I don't know what kind of life you want for this kid, but it seems pretty good to me. I'm just saying that this is not the upbringing that I had. Unfortunately. And, yeah, given the opportunity, this seems a vast, like a vast improvement uh, <laughs> to my like sitting in school all the time and having to figure out algebra. Well, I mean, but then you'd be able want? to maybe you'd be able to navigate the high seas if you had some uh, math learnings. <laughs> Dave, you know as well as I do that I failed out of oceanography, <laughs> and that there is no possible way you give me a sextant and I'm still gonna laugh at the fact that it has the word it's, sextant. Uh, it has the word sextant. That's how juvenile I am. <laughs> Indeed. Now, what I love about this part, though, is that it actually goes this this informs like the character of Luffy because it shows you his earlier age, shows you his childhood, and it shows you that he's like this little kind of angry kid. He's like fiercely loyal and and really puts honor above everything else. He super wants to be a pirate, no matter what that kind of means, even if everybody else in the bar is kind of laughing at him. Um, And honestly, he's willing to pick a fight with the biggest, meanest guy in town if he thinks it's in his, not even his best interest, but just because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I love that you see so much about what the, the character of Luffy will become from this little interaction here. But like, is it the best thing to do? No, definitely is the not. Best th- I mean, because I mean, uh, I'm, I'm saying like, Shanks, Shanks takes this stuff in strides right. and it's water off of a duck's back at this point. Yeah. Or booze and off I of loved seeing shoulder. that. Whatever. Yeah, booze off a of pirate's shoulder. Um, you know, and, and so... You know, it, it's just, I was going to say it's, uh, it's liquor off of a seaman's shoulder, and that just was too many <laughs> potential too innuendos and double entendres that are just not, uh-uh. not good guys. Nope. Um, so, yeah, so liquor off a seaman's shoulder. And so it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's great to kind of see him have that ability to be able to laugh at something that's not life-threatening, uh, that's not something that's critical, because we have these mountain bandits that come in, and they're looking for booze, and it turns out that uh, Shanks offers them a bottle, and this main bandit leader just kind of breaks the bottle. Like, he just kind of, like, does he karate chop the bottle? It, it's, uh, it's hard he, to tell. He's just he kind punches of like it, right? It. Yeah. Or he, yeah, yeah, he just kind of, yeah, he backhands it with his fist, <laughs> and it breaks. Because <laughs> he's a real and so, and so we have Shanks just, like, covered, covered in booze at this point. And, like, and when they leave the bar, he's just totally cool with it. And, and uh, you know, and Luffy, I, you know, 
to his fault. We've talked about the impulsiveness and sort of the honor that he has, which is great to hear, Alex, that that's a consistent trait that he has throughout the entire show. Like, he's just too young. He doesn't understand this. He doesn't understand what the problem is, which kind of brings the dilemma that we have for this whole episode. I love the fact that, though, like, like Shanks kind of, his nonchalant attitude, I think, comes from confidence. Because, honestly, like, all the pirates in the bar, once he's, like, covered in booze and stuff, he just, like, shrugs it off, and then everybody starts laughing. And they kind of make fun of him a little bit. And I think it's just because, like, they all know that, like, they could take these guys at the drop of a hat. Like, it's not mm-hmm. a problem. There's no reason to start a fight or start any kind of trouble here because these guys are, like, bugs. There's no reason they, they need to start a fight. I love the fact that Shanks is backed up by his entire crew and everybody that's in the bar by kind of all simultaneously laughing. Like, it, it was just, it was such a positive, like, reinforce and, like, supportive uh, nature of having them all just kind of, like, begin to crack up at the same time. Like, it was, it was great because it showed that this was a cohesive group. That, like, these guys were, like, really friends. Like, they gave each other a little bit of shit afterwards mm-hmm. about it for, like, two seconds. But then they were just, like, not a big deal. Moving on. And, like, it, it's, it's weird to sort of see the juvenile nature of our hero and, and him not really kind of understanding like, what's Honestly, at stake. for me, quite literally, the only thing that didn't make sense in this entire, entire episode, regardless of the fact that, like, eating these, these devil fruits give you special powers, and we should mention as a teaser that, like, this isn't the only one. Like, Luffy's not the only one who gets these abilities. Um, not by the not long, by long shot. Yeah. Um, How many of these devil fruits are around? Like, who's just getting these and eating these? Uh, well, that's a good <laughs> question. I mean, like, I mean, the, the who, yeah. you'll find that out, but okay. uh, how many? Uh, that remains yeah, to be determined be bunch, completely. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah and it, I'll tease it a little bit. You'll see some pretty crazy shit like down the line, like really? <clears throat> stuff you've never even imagined, even as an improviser. It's a Fuck. good tease. Okay, <laughs> it's yeah, but yeah, it's like the nuts. one thing in this episode right. that didn't really make sense to me was like all that stuff happened, and then it cut to like Luffy just stuffing his face with his fruit in a box, and then, if, like not knowing <laughs> what's going on, you're just like, the fuck, like what's this kid eating? And then the you know they say like don't eat out of frustration, but yeah, like, like as you just ate and i love the scene where shank comes over and like tries to <laughs> shake the fruit out of him by holding him upside down so good and there's like a pause and then his entire luffy's entire body just goes flump and just smashes into the ground because <laughs> I, I would imagine back in like 99 when this first started like seeing that for the first time you're probably just like what the fuck happened to that kid <laughs> it's gotta be such like, a fun magical moment and it's still hilarious it's just the thing like i, I still don't have a connection as to why he just went to town on that fruit well, you know, it, it, fright, it, it, it frightened me for two seconds because as a stress yeah. eater myself, I was like, oh, okay, no, what's going to happen yeah. to my body? And I'm just going to get fat. I'm just going to get fat. I mean, you fatter. still stretch, <laughs> just not in the way that Luffy does. Just, yeah. Not, I wanted to stretch uh, vertically. I'm just going to stretch continually yeah, horizontally. Like snap back so much. I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's. Well, I mean, it is. It's just going to be like elastic oh, waistbands okay. so on like sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. What's funny, though, is that, like, if that were me, right, if I was a kid who wanted to be a pirate and just saw all these idiots come in and insult all my friends, heroes, and mentors, and then all of a sudden I have, like, superpowers, the first thing I would do is go pick a fight with them. And that's essentially what Luffy does. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. Like, okay, that's cool. I respect that. How, how's it go, though, Alex? 
Uh, it doesn't go well. It doesn't go well at all. The bandits, uh, the bandits corner him and beat the crap out of him. Uh, I think in the, uh, so in the manga, I think he tries to throw a punch or whatever and, and completely fucks it up. Uh, like just because of the elasticity or? Or just like he has no oh, control yeah. over his powers. That's the thing. Oh, okay. That's the thing about Devil Fruits is that once you have a power, like you need a little time to let it marinate and you have to learn how to control it. It's, it's like anything practice makes perfect um or i'm thinking of a different bit <laughs> spoilers <laughs> um but either way yeah luffy gets the tar knocked out of him by uh, by the bandits and um the uh the mayor of, of the town whose name whose name by the way they don't mention it in the show his name is whoop slap which is stop it a wonderful name uh for whoop any character slap? whoop slap Mayor Whoopslap of, of Fuchsia Village. That's right. And uh, <laughs> uh, all, by the way, every single character in One Piece has a name, even the background characters. Uh, the manga, like, the manga is ridiculous. Um, uh, Oda has made data books that have the names uh-huh. of, like, all the background characters and stuff like that. And oh they're all, God. like, puns or little tiny dumb jokes for the That's sake hilarious. of being I dumb. That, and it's, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, it's super good. Um, yeah, so Makino goes and gets 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 the mayor and, and oh, don't hurt him. He's just a kid. I'll pay for any damage that he cost. And the bandit has his own resolve, saying, "Well, he made me mad, and even if he's a kid, I can't let this slide. What kind of a person would I be if I, you know, went back on my uh, on my?" Belief? I love that he like yeah. he, he puts the fact that he has what an eight million berry bounty on his head, which you come yeah. to find is like berries. Yeah, uh, berries, bear, berries are currency. Berries are the currency. It's, Got it. Yeah, they're not actual berries. <laughs> they're, you know, it's coins and dollars. It's like it's a money. double dollar. And they drug. just call them berries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. Double, double dollars, exactly. Like bottle caps it's, it's, and Exactly like that, yeah. yeah. Got it. Uh, it's just funny that like a lot of the crew that joins later has like a hundred plus million berry bounty or whatever. So like this guy's kind of like small fry. <laughs> like he's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But I love that he keeps saying this and he like has this sort of he has this sort of uh, vision of himself as like this big bad guy, and he's way outclassed. Especially when Shanks and the, the rest of the well, crew I mean, shows up. Well, I mean, you know, he's, he's mm-hmm. tall, he's got crazy-looking yeah. hair, and he's got a scar, like an X-slash yeah, so scar, anime like up above, like the, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's got the scar, like up above, like his, on his, yeah. like, right temple up above his eye. You know, he looks Look, villainous. I, I'm sure he's seen some and shit, he's in, like, but in, like, in this anime, he's outclassed. Earth tone mm-hmm. robes and a sword will make you a villain in almost well, any if anime. If you're gonna show up as a villain in like the first couple of episodes, though, it's gonna be a bad time. You know, you're just yeah. gonna get your ass kicked. Like, there's no <laughs> chance for you. I'm sorry. You're not even gonna be around for like a multi-episode fight. <laughs> you're just gonna be like a one and done. You're probably gonna get eaten by a giant sea monster, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking, Speaking of, let's get into that. Yeah. Because I did not. I did not see so. Uh, so bandit guy yeah. smoke bombs. Yeah. Well, before that, okay. Before that, this is actually like this is my yeah, I think my cool favorite sequence, part of the yeah. flashback. Okay. So Shanks shows up. Shanks and his crew show up right before Luffy's about to be executed by this bandit, and he just tells them, "Hey, come on, just just let him go. You don't want you don't want this to yeah, to escalate." Yeah. yeah. So one of the bandits points a gun to Shanks's head, and Shanks turns to him and says. So you're putting your life on the line with that thing. He's like, well, the guns aren't just for playing around, you know. And as soon as he says that, one of Shank's subordinates, uh, big fat guy with the meat, and his name is Lucky Roo, 
Uh, Stop it. Are you serious? I am not. The guy with the Renaissance Fair turkey leg every step of the way? Lucky Roo. Perfect. Lucky Roo. He he shoots the bandit in the head, felling him. Yeah. Rendering him prone. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the bandits claim that that Shanks' crew is fighting dirty, and then they have this really great speech about dirty. Come on. You're dealing with pirates. You're not dealing with, you know, with, with scrubs here. Like, if, if you're gonna, if, if you're gonna pick a fight, then, then let's go, basically. Yeah. I mean, because if you were, l- let me ask this question. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, took the, the ship and all of the nautical portion away from a pirate, what would they be called? Well, probably bandits. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so these are just like, just land these pirates. are just, yeah, they're just land pirates that just haven't figured out, again, how to navigate the ocean. Sure. Which not... seems to be a consistent theme in this show so far. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, about the pirates in, in One Piece is that every pirate has conviction, and okay. bandits don't seem to have that. Uh, Good point. Sh- so Shanks has this really great speech about, like, well, you can, you know, spit liquor on me, and you can, like, push me down and make fun of me all you want, but when it comes to my friends, like... If you hurt my friends, you're going to have to answer to me. Shanks' first mate, Ben Beckman. Uh, doesn't get a name this, but that's his name, I swear to God. Uh, he, <laughs> he's like, I'll take care of this, and destroys all of the bandits using the butt of his rifle. Just to show that we don't need to shoot any, any bullets at you to, to take care of you. Yeah. yeah, no, it was a really powerful scene. Like, it escalated very quickly. <laughs> yeah. From like that, you're putting your life on the line with that. All of a sudden, you're just like, oh, no, these people are all dead. But that just goes yeah, to show cool. that, like, since this is a flashback, since these are the people that were responsible for Luffy going on this quest, now you know that, like, there's a lot more to these guys than we're going to see for a long time, probably, or at least in this episode. Like, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. not just, like, run-of-the-mill pirates. There's something special to these guys. And I love when they show kind of, like, that hidden power kind of thing, like... You know, unless you have a power meter on your eye or whatever, you never know like what the level of the person is you're going to be fighting. So I love when they have these little, these little tete-a-tetes like that. But the bandit leader, now that he's mm-hmm. all by himself, like Sean mentioned earlier, he smoke bombs his way out of there and then suddenly just kind of like transports himself <laughs> yeah. out onto the ocean, essentially. But he's still got young Luffy with him. And as we remember, Luffy yeah. can no longer swim. So that's a bad time. It's yep. going to be a bad right. time. Well, I mean, it's a really bad time because the the first thing now that this now that this bandit's on the seas, which I don't know, you would think as a bandit who, as right. we we've mentioned, is a land pirate, mm-hmm. but he goes into kind of full pirate mode out on a boat, um, not realizing obviously that like these pirates are going to want to catch up to him to save their friend. So not let's say not the smartest decision. No, that he could make. I'd say his reasoning is sound, though. Like, why would they'd never expect a mountain True. bandit to, oh, to take fair. to the sea? That's a good point. That's so a good. That's yeah. That's his reasoning. Yeah, good way to get rid of the Luffy kid into the water. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And there's this really cool shot when he throws him in the ocean. You get like a first person POV uh, from Luffy, which is this upside down shot of like him just falling into the ocean and mm-hmm. just thinking, "Crap, crap, 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 crap! I'm dead! I'm dead! I'm dead!" <laughs> and uh, as as the bandit laughs. Something cool as shit happens. This is Sean's favorite yeah, moment, so that's all you, that. buddy. Uh, yeah, this was. This, we, we had this, uh, this sea serpent that just kind of came out of nowhere. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, he's going to, he's going to scare this guy. Straight up no, eats him. he eats him. Yeah. He 
just opens opens his maw and just just gone. clamps down and this guy's gone and you're just like Bandit what gone. the fuck <laughs> just happened to this and because you immediately realize then all the peril that our, our hero is in and you're just like well clearly like his the gumminess <laughs> of his body like he's gonna he's gonna get stuck no, he's just like gonna, that's he's a just lot gonna... of like sea monster he's dental work that needs he's to happen. Stay in the like sea that, that's a problem. For seven years, and then he's going to get passed out. Don't exactly, <laughs> guys. Don't swallow gum. It don't swallow bubble gum. Real bad idea. Yeah, um, bad. So in this moment, uh, where Luffy is sort of at that point where he's accepting his fate, where he's like, "Oh shit, I'm I'm screwed." Um, yep. All of a sudden, we have Shanks just out of nowhere, just saves him, and you're just how like, what a him? badass. Like he, it seemed like he kind of darted, like through the water, grabbed Luffy, and then just yeah, kind of like sidestepped. And then I love that he just kind of like gives the evil eye to the sea monster and literally scares the sea monster away, like just with a look. There's yeah, more to it than I look, thought originally. Just... I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, does he have some type of like crazy cool hypnotic powers that like he can like charm people? Is this like a Twilight Sparkle. thing where he's gonna like? He's gonna he's gonna sparkle. He's not gonna sparkle. People, okay, thank God. Don't worry. Whew. Real so, nervous I mean, so about the, that. So one. that's great. So like, bad guy's <laughs> dead. Sea monsters fool, and he runs away. And Luffy was rescued by Shanks. Right. So like everybody's happy, right? Everybody's whole, hearty, hale, healthy, and happy. Uh, well, not so whole. Not so whole. <laughs> well, uh, so so you know, Luffy's crying about it, and Shanks like, "Hey, don't cry. You're a man. It's it's fine." And and Luffy says, "Shanks, what about your arm?" And then we pan out, and Shanks' arm gone. is bloody and missing, <laughs> like it's just a stump. Which I was like, "Is this the part where they're gonna be like he's not uh, in One Piece?" <laughs> oh my god! I'm not trying to pun it, but I'm just like, you "Look, know, this I'm is my not, first episode to, where I'm introduced to this." Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to gauge what level of of humor we have in this show right yeah. now. But it goes to show you how like how much right. Shanks cares for Luffy. You know, it's, yeah. it's just an arm. He tells him, you know, as long as you're okay. And uh, and then we flash forward to some time in the future. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love that moment though. Right, right before we well, that was that. Well, as as he was to, a... like gearing up to head back out to sea, I love that uh, Shanks basically said to yeah. him like, "I I came to your rescue because you stood up for us. Like you fought for us. You had no reason to. So for me." That's like, you're like a loyal friend to the end. So there we are. I just love that moment. That mm-hmm. was a really cool moment. But then, yeah, flash, flash forward. Yep. Well, I was going to say, before we flash forward, did anybody else want to take off the straw hat and then John Hammond him and just be like, welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> I've been like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no? Okay. We have a T-Rex. Just me? Just me? <laughs> Butterfingers? <laughs> I mean, we just had a huge sea dinosaur that, was that bit World. off a man's that was arm. Like, yeah. And a much worse movie. Okay, fair All enough. All right. Oh, God. I could, I could Next week on Saturday Morning Cartoons, Jurassic World, the animated series. <laughs> Alex will be joining us for that. And um, we also have one of the stars of the, the movie as well. So who will that be? <laughs> I was like, who could that be? <laughs> who could that be? Certainly wouldn't be somebody whose name rhyme with piss brat. All right, let's let's get back no? to Luffy here. So what's the deal? So the pirates are headed out, but uh, is this the last we see of Shanks? Is is it the last Luffy sees of him? What's going on? Not really. No. Uh, well, I mean, 
for the time being it is. Uh, Luffy tells Shanks, you know, I'm not going to, so you guys are leaving and, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to follow you guys anymore. I've decided that I'm going to be a pirate myself. I'm not going to join you guys. I'm going to, I'm going to be my own pirate. And, and, and Shanks, as, you know, as he is, he's like, blah, of course, of, of course you are, idiot. You're not going to be a pirate. You'll never be as good as us. And, and then that really makes Luffy mad. And he proclaims for the very first time that I'll be better than you. I'll become king of the pirates. Nice. And, and Shanks is impressed by this. And he says, oh, you're going to become better than us. And before Luffy can say anything else, he takes his most, pressure, his, his most precious treasure, the, the straw hat that Shanks has, and he puts it on Luffy's head and says, well, if you're going to be a great pirate, then bring this back to me one day. And it's a really, like, every time I see that moment where, like, he just puts the hat on his head, I get, like, a chill. Like, it's such a, it's such a nice little moment. Um, just a really heartening It is, especially moment, when you kind of, like, go back and know what the history of the hat is and where that's kind of been handed down from. And also, if you remember, just back to the beginning of this episode where the hat was kind of blown off Luffy's head and they have, like, this slow motion sequence where they go and try to like claim it that's what this that's what set this whole thing into motion it's only a couple of seconds in real time but it's it's this whole flashback but like when the hat flew off of his head why didn't he use his like gum gum arms richard okay. reed's is that what they're called they're not gum gum, gum, gum arms, arms are they please don't let them be called gum gum arms no no like why didn't he use his special ability to just kind of like reach out yeah. and grab well, it because there's drama you need a little bit of drama okay. for that for that okay. transition i'm cool yeah i'm cool if we add that tension in to to serve the story so that's fun i like that yeah that's i think that's a i think that's a and cool to build some of that choice, camaraderie so. too because wasn't it zoro um, that actually reached out and got it for him so i was kind yeah, of yeah it was for those two was yeah I guess one thing we didn't touch on was during that moment, you kind of, there's intermittent flashbacks of Shanks saying, I could never give this hat to you, Luffy. It's too precious to me. Yeah. Which I think, which is kind of important to. Which now I want to know where Shanks got it from. I just have to watch it to find out. The funny thing is like, that would seem like a cool place to end this episode with like Zoro and and Luffy back on the boat. But uh, there's a little bit more to the story. We can kind of wrap it up fairly quickly, but this is where everything kind of ties together here, right? So Luffy's got his hat back. Mm -hmm. And because he's kind of like spontaneous and pestuous and a little crazy, he sees a bird flying overhead. And he's like, I'm going to eat that bird. And he literally just like slingshots himself off the mast of the boat to go fly <laughs> after this bird. But because of the way that perception works, uh, it's a lot farther away than he thinks. It's also a lot bigger than he thinks. To the point that it can like almost swallow him like with its, its beak. Like it's, it's, it's. Well, he like, it looks like he, he slingshots into its he mouth. He slingshotted, and then the bird is just like carrying him in its mouth to who knows where. So, of course, now Zoro is like, well, thanks, yeah. asshole. So now I have to like row after you, which, if you guys remember from the opening of this show, there are currently three random pirates that are kind of shipwrecked out in the middle of the ocean somewhere. I wonder who's going to come across their path. Hmm. Could it be Zoro? Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. What's yeah. funny here, though, is that, like, you'd think with three of these guys who are pissed off and are, are experienced pirates that, like, they would climb aboard Zoro's ship and then take over. What they do in a really quick um, kind of off-scene battle is show how capable Zoro is. And the fact that, like, his, uh, his renown as a pirate hunter and his, like, specific name is really well known on the high seas. And they're just like... After they get the ship beat out of them, they're just like, we're sorry, dude. We didn't know that that's who you were. So now they are rowing the boat for him. But like the, this is where the heroes are kind of split apart for a little while. 
So Luffy is split away from Zoro. Zoro's trying to find him, but he kind of loses track of him. Meanwhile, we've got Nami, who we haven't really even been introduced to yet by name. She's currently running from another group of pirates somewhere else and carrying a map that they are pretty pissed off that she has in her possession. And so, so how, <laughs> how does it come about that Nami and Luffy end up making a sort of weird first introduction? Well, uh, he yeah. falls from the sky because that's what happens. Because uh, because a clown, because the clown from the it or from it, <laughs> because Pennywise shoots, right. a, cannonball, shoots yeah. a cannonball at the bird. Yeah, Pennywise shoots a cannonball. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 pirate clown buggy, buggy the clown, uh, who um who was the chief pirate exactly. of those three pirates that Nami had uh exactly. had swindled earlier. So he's eating a, he's eating a devil fruit as well, mm-hmm. right? That's that's what I've come to learn is that like all the villains are like. A lot of the key people in this have eaten devil fruit, right? A good chunk, not all of them though. Okay, which uh, makes for a very interesting. Uh, yeah, because basically, like these okay. things are, yeah. uh, give you enough powers that you could sort of separate yourself from the pack, and if you chose to, you could be kind of like a leader among men or a captain among pirates or something like that. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. So, uh, so Buggy's crew shoots down the bird. Luffy lands right in front of Nami, thereby sort of, you know, interrupting. Uh, that chase sequence and proclaims this as an interesting experience. <laughs> I love that though. I mean, what a, what a crazy way to end, to end this, but yeah. also to tie in. It's sort of like you started with two separate entities, you split them all up. So now you have three separate entities and then you kind of bring the other two that weren't previously together back together. I just love the way that they kind of like connect all these threads in the space of like 20 minutes mm-hmm. It's really well done. So this is a great episode, I think to, uh, as an introduction here and a great sort of uh, launching off point without getting in crazily into the the mythology of One Piece that builds as you watch more and more episodes. So yeah, nicely done. Uh, Any final thoughts on this episode from either of you guys? Alex first as our guest. Yeah, uh, one thing I actually want to mention is um, there is a bit from the manga that they cut out for for Japanese censors uh, at the very beginning of, of this flashback what's supposed to happen is luffy is supposed to uh cut himself underneath the eye to prove how manly oh. he is to the pirates which is where oh. he gets that scar from oh yeah and uh they just decided to cut it out of the show uh at the time because it was you know they didn't want kids <laughs> to cutting yeah they didn't want kids disfiguring themselves that's to be right. like <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> but but that's like the first thing that happens is that like you know uh Luffy tries to prove himself to Shanks and all that. I'm like, oh, come on, kid, get down from there. And then he cuts his eye and starts screaming. And Holy then, fucking shit. And then, that, then they go to the bar scene where Shanks gets in the juice. Well, usually after you disfigure yourself, a bar yeah, is probably juice. the next logical yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> for children. Go juice. Go juice. Yeah. Go juice. <laughs> Sean, what about you, buddy? Did you, um, what, what are your final thoughts from watching this first episode here? I mean, I, I'm actually really looking forward to... to getting more into this uh and this is a great primer for everything so thank you alex yeah i I aim to please that actually that's the entire reason i chose this episode because i'm like well what can what's the episode that's going to make make you really want to watch it because the so the episode that uh had won the poll Mm -hmm. was a very action heavy episode okay and somebody i think tweeted like don't 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 show them that episode that's like for the dbz you know the dbz you know crowd like you know if you love dbz then you'll love this but at the heart of it, One Piece isn't about the fights, really. Right. It's about the characters 
and what they go through in the adventure of it all. Okay. Yeah, for me, I mean, this is like a nice awesome. reintroduction. I've watched, Alex and I were talking offline. I've watched a, f- a fair number of episodes, but I got to a point where I was just kind of like, I don't know if it was saturated or I just, it wasn't holding my attention, but it, it makes me kind of want to go back to it and see where the story goes from now, especially because I've got, I don't know, 700 more episodes to watch. So it'll keep <laughs> me busy for a while. But yeah, fantastic uh, suggestion, uh, fantastic series, and still going, which is crazy and pretty rare. So that's just, uh, that's just our opinion. I think we're going to dive into a couple other opinions out here, if you guys don't mind. Yeah, let's get All into right, so them. So these, uh, <laughs> like we like to do, we called these from IMDb. We've got a love it and a hate it. They're usually really bad. So we're going to start with a love it here tonight. Uh, this one is from <laughs> Angulus2411 from the United Kingdom. This is from back in 2006 when the show was probably only like 25% complete. Maybe not even. It's titled, We Are. We Are on the Cruise. We are. That should be pretty familiar for fans of the, uh, the series out there. Angulus says, I watch a lot of fan-subbed anime and occasionally watch some dubbed anime if there is nothing else good on TV. Well, one day while watching Toonami in the UK, I stumbled across a show called One Piece. It wasn't amazingly good. There were obvious problems with the dub, but it was enjoyable nonetheless. After I'd watched a few episodes, I started to become curious about the characters and the origins of the story. I did a little bit of research on the web and found out that the version of One Piece I was watching had been butchered from its original format. There were a lot of sources that all said the same thing, that the original One Piece was brilliant and that the dub was nothing in comparison. I liked the show and wanted to see what uncut One Piece was like. After a little more searching, I found some fantastic fan subs and my real One Piece experience started. What can I say? Japanese One Piece is one of the best stories ever told and is by far my favorite show to watch. I look forward every week to watching the next episode when the fan sub is released. 280 episodes into the series and it's still as great it was, as it was when it first started. A poor dub led me to discover my favorite show and so if nothing else, the dub will let new fans like me discover One Piece. Let's all hope this adventure continues for a long time. Well, Angelus, I'm from the future and I'm here to tell you it's still going. But I think, Alex, that's interesting because it's like that's... you had an experience with that as well, right? So you, you watched like a bad dub and it kind of ruined... It at least tainted your experience, right? A little bit. Well, so the first, my first uh, experience watching One Piece oh. was in Greece, actually. Uh, and uh, that was 2002. I watched, uh, I'd watched a little bit of it. It's actually pretty bad. <laughs> Over there, they call it Drake and no. the Search for the Treasure. Uh, they oh. change all the names. Uh, and it's starring Canadian yeah, rapper Drake. Part. Yeah. Wheelchair Jimmy from uh, <laughs> Degrassi. Degrassi. <laughs> that's how i know drake um yeah uh so then i found one piece from there i did some digging and then i got like really bad hong kong bootlegs and um and and then the four kids dub i think came out a couple years afterward Uh, i kind of want to touch on the dub that he mentions the four kids dub uh in addition to the amazingly awful rap song uh they censor the crap out of the show um one of the main characters sanji has a cigarette in his mouth all the time so they painted it like they made it a lollipop like they painted every frame and i remember that actually the cigarette into a lollipop. That, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's like and god the voice they give him is just amazingly bad he kind of kind of sounds like dr girlfriend from from venture brothers he's got this kind of hey how's it going yeah it's it's ridiculous that's uh, from you there's, too there's many lollipops that's what think... happens is you get throat cancer <laughs> yeah Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they <laughs> one of the most egregious things I remember was um, there's a bit in the second or third episode where uh, a character has a gun pointed to their head, not the one in question that we had just watched. 
but a different one. And they change the gun into some sort of weird vice thing that goes around their head in one frame, and in the other frame, it's a, a boxing glove-like gun. Uh... Like, it, lo- it, you, it would behoove you to look up the four kids' like edits, because they're absolutely atrocious. Um, I would wait until you're a little bit into the series first, because you could enter into spoiler territory. Gotcha. But it's uh, I love those. Egregious. I love those little like Easter eggs. Not even Easter eggs, but just like trivia bits for the fans, where it's just like, how bad can this possibly get? The worst is how bad. Speaking of how bad, I think Sean has our uh, Hate It review from IMDb. Guys, I have dwarves uh, 36,003 from Illinois. And this is uh, is a relatively recent review. It's from last year. Uh, And the title just really sums it up uh, with, this is a stupid show. Oh, man, let's get into this. I hate the names of the characters and what they look like. (laughs) The plot is dumb, and now the creators have turned Luffy into Goku for some reason. A toddler with an IQ above room temperature could have created a better show than this. Besides, pirate themes movies and television shows are always boring to watch. Hell, even Naruto is better. And this story is so slow, Internet Explorer was able to look up the show's premise faster than it took one for, than it took for one episode to end. That is a that's yeah, a good nice, IE dig nice there. Um, nice, dwarves, nice reach. Uh, <laughs> dwarves isn't done, <laughs> says, and yet anyone seems to think, yet everyone seems to think that One Piece is infinitely better than Bleach. <laughs> Please give me one good reason why that that is, and I will remove this review. After all, I also thought that the new Star Wars movie was stupid, and a lot of people agree with me. Well, dwarves, I fucking hate you. <laughs> this is every day for me. So dwarves, bro, if you're out there, Alex is going to give you one good reason to remove this terrible review from IMDb. Wow, Jesus. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> like, the, the best reason that I can think of off the top of my head is that Bleach is god-awful. <laughs> like, uh, I, I used to follow Bleach, and it got to the point where every single arc was basically just the same. It, it's the same shonen formula. Uh, you know, big bad, train, fight the big bad. Oh, it turns out there's an even bigger bad behind this big bad, and it just keeps going and going and going. And um, nothing happens in each chapter. That's another good reason. I could just give reasons why Bleach is terrible versus why One Piece is great because <laughs> honestly, like One Piece speaks for itself if you read it or watch it, I think. Maybe this was something where dwarves watched the four kids dub. Hey, maybe. And it, my my suggestion would be for dwarves, maybe maybe check out on Hulu, which is where seven hundred and something episodes are available that are subbed. Check it out and watch episode one. Or season one, episode four, like we did, and then come up with a see if your opinion still holds true after that. I'm yeah. I'm just gonna suggest um, like not watching One Piece while you're also watching Rogue One, a Star Wars story, because maybe like that's too much going on for you. So like, well, if you sync them up with Dark Side of the Moon, yeah, that's too much, bro. Just like uh, focus backwards, pick one thing and just like stick with yeah. it. Satan appears and it's just like the <laughs> fuck are you doing? <laughs> Knock it off, <laughs> ass. <laughs> All right, anything else for uh, this episode tonight, guys? Before we get to the recommendations, I think we're going to be pretty good across the board with recommendations. Great, yeah. I cool. think we're, so, yeah. Alex, just yeah. so you know, just in case for whatever reason <laughs> you decide that you want to do this, we have an option here where we call uh, 
giving a show the dip. And the dip hails from Roger Rabbit, where if you decide to give a show the dip, it is a race from all existence mm-hmm. for all time. So you can recommend a show, you can recommend against it, or you can recommend against it and give it the dip, erasing it from existence. So what say you for One Piece? Oh, I... Stupid question. Well... <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if dwarves God, argue this is a you or one. not, so... <clears throat> Ah, oh, man, yeah. that's, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to have to not give it the dip. I'm going to have to recommend it. Uh, I recommend that you watch it. I recommend that you read the manga. I think uh, the manga is very robust. There's a lot to drink in, especially if you love comics. Um, uh, I would call it, like, it's, it's my favorite story that I've wow. ever read. Uh, mm. And, and that's, that's saying a lot. Um, it goes to show you that, like, this is the one show that I've consistently followed since... Like I got into it in 2002, and I'm still really into it, and that's like bonkers good. Yeah, that's great. That's gonna be our um, t- that's gonna be our pool quote. One piece, bonkers good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not like good like bonkers for the Bobcat, which I'm sure you've covered. Yeah, at some I think point we still have show. to. Uh, we yeah. haven't actually done bonkers yet. No. Oh wow, well, well then. Uh, <laughs> um, as far as recommending, like, and uh, if you want to get into it, uh, I would start with the first episode or the yeah. episode that we covered. I think. Um, if you're still not swayed, uh, there are 13 movies that, <laughs> that are available. One, one of which um, got my friend into the series. It's called mm. Strong World. Uh, Funimation has it out on Blu-ray. Um, it's, it's a great movie if you're like looking to dip your toes into one piece just to get like a good you know, two-hour action flesh heart springy movie. How was, uh, how was okay. Gold? Because I know that just came out, but I haven't seen it. Oh man, I ended up seeing Gold at E Street Cinema. Oh uh, no way! Yeah, they did a small theatrical run of it, and um, it was yeah. super fun. Um, it it looks great. Uh, the villain is wonderful. Uh, the villains, the villains henchmen, I think, are the best villain henchmen that we've had in the movies so far. They're all amazing. Uh, the action sequences are great. It's and there's a bunch of crazy fan service that um, that is a little spoilery. Uh, but yeah, gold is gold is cool. superb. Uh, it has the best soundtrack, I think, too. It's all big band stuff. Nice. nice. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. It takes place on a casino yeah, a boat. Casino boat. On a casino. Yep. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of like promos and stuff for it, but uh, hadn't seen it. So definitely looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah. Sean, buddy, since you're a newcomer to this, what what say you recommend it? Uh, I've watched one episode and I recommend awesome. it. Yeah, and for me, like this is this is kind of coming back to the series and like just seeing like Alex's passion for this makes me want to go back and pick up where I left off. Um, I think I left off somewhere in Alabaster, if that makes sense to anybody else out there. Um, so yeah, I think I've got to go back and pick it up. That's where we're going to leave it for tonight, though. So we want to thank Alex again for coming and sharing his wisdom, his expertise, his passion. Yes, for thank this you, Alex. Thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure. And uh, Alex is going to tell you where you can listen to him and his crew uh, for the uh, One Piece podcast. So where, where can folks find you on social media? Where can they find the podcast? And what else do you have going on? maybe in the next couple of weeks that you want to let our listeners know about. Okay. Uh, so you can find, uh, you can find the one piece podcast at onepiecepodcast.com. Uh, lately I've been busy with some life stuff, so I haven't been able to be on the podcast as much as I would like to, but, uh, we go through the manga every single week. Uh, this, this.com has it simulcasted if I guess that's the right term for it. Um, and we do an anime recap as well as um, answering questions that listeners might have. And uh, we make a lot of Simpsons references on it. So if you love the Simpsons, then, <laughs> then I think you're going to like it. Uh, you can find me on various forms of social media, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, at 
dude exclamation. That's all one word. Uh, I uh, also do another podcast with some folks f- uh, that have guested on the One Piece podcast. Uh, Joey Weiser, um, author of uh, children's comic Merman, and uh, a fellow named Scott Dryman. It's called Toho Yaro. It's a Japanese film club podcast where we uh, watch a Japanese movie uh, and then we talk about it. Uh, this last month's movie, um, last month's movie was Fish Story, um, and let's see, the April, uh, the April, the April episode is um is Truck Yaro, which is uh where we get our name from. Uh, look it up. Uh, it's crazy. It's like truckers, Japanese truckers racing <laughs> each other. It's oh god. It's completely batshit. We are, we are, of course, going to consolidate all this information and put it on our website for anybody who's looking for any of these podcasts that they can quickly uh, access them. So that's, that's awesome. Anything else, Alex? Um, off the top of my head? Uh, uh, you're performing with Richie. I'm performing with Richie. It's, a, it's a, an Improv Herald team uh, every Tuesday at The Source in Washington, D.C. Catch and it, it. And it's free. And it's free. Super free. Uh, yeah, so... You can see me there. Uh, I also perform with another independent improv troupe around D.C. called The Female Accent. Uh, we have shows here and there, everywhere. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh, check us out when you can. Cool. Uh, of course, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, at Sean Paul Ellis. And I, uh, I also i am performing live improv comedy, as well as also uh, I know Alex is too. Uh, with a group called Knox uh, for Washington Improv Theater. Uh, we've just wrapped up our, our month-and-a-half-long run for something called Fist, and so we are going to be, I think we have a hiatus, but we will be picking back up with shows, and you can find out, find t- find out information and tickets at witdc.org. Dave, what uh, are you up like, to? Was there a question, or are you just going to shout my name? Dave. I think I'm going to leave it all behind and go out on the high seas in search of a grand treasure. Is that still a thing you can do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm going to do that. Well, if I have internet access out there, you guys can find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. You can also find me on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. If you're interested in finding out more about the show or to check out Alex's uh, contact information and Sean's as well, head on over to our webpage, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, it's morning with a U. You can also find us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep the conversation going on Facebook and listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you have a suggestion for a future episode or just want to talk about devil fruit with us, send us an email, saturdaymorningcartoons at (laughs) gmail.com. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of uh, Anime April, but more is going to continue next week and throughout the rest of this month. I want to say thank you again so much to Alex for coming and joining us tonight. Thank you, Alex. Hey, uh, anytime. Was, We're going to have you awesome. back for what? Bonkers, a number of other things. <laughs> yeah, Bonkers, the Mr. The T, Mr. T cartoon. cartoon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they animate the Jurassic World movie. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, for all our SMC fans out there, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.